And welcome to another edition of Two Steps Ahead Podcast. Two Steps Ahead Podcast encouraging you to take your passion, make it happen, let yourself be great. I'm Son Edom, and coming up on the show, I thought we would take a trip down memory lane and look back at the year 2021 through the sights and sounds of the podcast. Go back over some of the topics that we talked about. Look back at some of the the sound bites and the video clips of shows from past episodes that were more prominent, maybe memorable moments from the show from 2021. Now, if you want to listen to any of the shows in their entirety or maybe watch any of the shows in their entirety, all you have to do is go to Radio Warp. That's Radio W-A-R-P, RadioWarp.com, and you can listen to or you can watch all the shows in their entirety. And so as we get set to look back at the year 2021, I hope you enjoy it. Hope you enjoy these past moments. So look back at a year that was another interesting year as we set forth on a new year, which a lot of us hope is going to be a better year. But there were some good moments in 2021. So here we go. Past moments from the year 2021. The sights and sounds of Two Steps Ahead podcast, encouraging you to take your passion, make it happen, and let yourself be great. Are you king of your jungle? I like that idea, that thought. Here's a lion. The lion is the king of the jungle, but why? Why is that? Like he said, an elephant is much bigger. There's bigger animals than the lion. You got a pack of hyenas coming after you. Do you have the mentality to fight them off, be king of your jungle? Or are you going to be devoured by those pack of naysayers that come your way and tell you that you can't do it? You don't have the ability to do it. You don't have it in you to do it. You should just settle for something else. Or are you going to be the person that sits there and says, you know what, I'm going to rise above this. I'm going to chase my dream. I'm going to be that great person I know that I have inside me. It might not be worldwide. It might not be something that gets on YouTube. It might not be a Kobe Bryant or a Ray Lewis. But you know what, the people in your circle, the people in your life, the people in your world, they can see greatness in you. And that's inspiring. But what we're doing is looking at people that had dramatic things happen to them. And yet they were still able to forgive. Because this is the thing, the pattern, I guess you can say, that happens. When something happens to you and you let that resentment, the grudge, the acts of revenge, the thoughts of revenge, the plotting of revenge, when you let that kind of simmer inside you, The greatness in you begins to die. It's replaced by pain. It's replaced by the struggles. It's replaced by bitterness. We have no peace. We lose control. They wanted her dead because she had an opinion they didn't agree with. And that is what we've gotten to in our culture today. We've gotten to the point where there's such a divide in ideology and thought that if we disagree, we prefer you dead. Back in the old days, you would sit there and you would discuss. You think about the philosophers and those people that would come together and they'd have different ideology, different beliefs, different thoughts, and they'd sit there and they'd share them and they'd pontificate them and they'd explore those differences of opinions, Socrates, Plato, and they would come to different maybe revelations maybe maybe the truth was somewhere in the middle between what they thought they didn't just cancel each other and walk away and then eventually from there you start getting into academia 
But now academia is a cancel culture. But what do we do with our time? What do we do to make it precious, to cherish the moments? Because oftentimes we like to have a plan, right? In 10 years from now, this is where I'm going to be. We're always obsessed with the future. Where are you going to be in 10 years? Where do you see yourself in 20 years? I can't see myself tomorrow what I'm doing. I hope I just wake up because we don't know. And so we got to take the most and enjoy life. We got to enjoy the simple things. You know, the stop and smell the roses. Again, something very simple that's often dismissed. But yet again, there's a lot of value in that. You know, the little moments, you know, as I get older in life, my parents age uh, and those friends and relatives and family members and so forth that are now my parents age. You know, every time we get together for a holiday or something, you start to think, I need to cherish this moment and cherish this holiday because this could be the last time we're all together. The things that we look through, the lens of our eyes from the things that have influenced us, our biases versus racism. And the other analogy there is the doctor analogy. You go to the doctor, they try to figure out what the problem is. They want to plot the destruction of that, the cure, and then they go after it. But here, what are we doing today? What are the leaders doing? Turn on any news outlet, read any news article, and all you see is race baiting. All you see is people calling each other names. No one's looking to see what the problem really is. No one's looking to try to plot the destruction of racism. They use it. They use it so that they can contain control. What are we going to do to affect change? What are we going to do to help others? What are we going to do when that next Jackie Robinson comes along? Are we going to be there to support? What if we are the next Jackie Robinson and whatever it might be? Are we going to be the one that has that support group? Are we going to be the one that has the character, the dignity, the class to endure it, but yet still affect change? Are we going to be the one that lashes out, fights back? Because there were a lot of people wishing Jackie Robinson would do that because if he did, that was going to be the end of it. There were people that were inciting him, trying to get him to lash out. And Branch Rickey had to tell him, just be patient. You're going to have to endure this. Don't react. Don't lash out because people want you to. They're egging you on because if you do, this is all going to end. And Jackie Robinson and all these clips had the vision had the purpose in mind. He knew there were greater things out there. What type of information do you have on yourself when you're looking in the mirror? Remember, the mirror is just a reflection. It's not the true you. We can put a costume on and look in the mirror. Or women, you look in the mirror to her makeup on. Maybe actors, guys, you do it too, whatever. But you're looking in the mirror and you see yourself a certain way. Is that the right perspective are you giving yourself the right information if someone said to you xyz are you going to believe it is that false information being told to you were you told you can't so therefore you believe you can't is that misinformation is that false information and you really can so your mindset goes to this idea that i can't because that's the image that i see in me because i was told that by somebody else Or do you hear the I can't and you get motivated? Give you a little secret. When I hear I can't, I'm more motivated to do I can. 
Someone says, you can't do that. Want to see me? You can't do that. Want to bet? Now, of course, in the natural world, if someone said you can't lift a thousand pounds, okay, come on. Hydland Diaz could probably outlift me. So I'm being realistic. But if they came to you and said, you can't do whatever it is that you want to do, how many times have you given up on a dream? Because someone said, you can't achieve that. That's, that's out there. That's out of the box thinking. You're nuts. You can't do that. Well, what about, let's bring it home a little bit closer to home. Weight images of ourselves. We look at ourselves and we see ourselves overweight. I'm entitled as someone going into a restaurant to have good service because I'm paying for it. I'm paying money. Now, that doesn't allow me to be disrespectful and rude and be a bad customer, but it entitles me to, I order, you take my food, it gets fixed properly, it gets brought to me, I enjoy it, I order beverage, menu says comes with free refills, I get refills, that's the arrangement. The boss, the job, the employer, the company is entitled just as you are entitled. So if you feel you are entitled, then the boss or the company is entitled to their entitlement. A landlord entitled to payment. A boss entitled to showing up, to you showing up, them showing up, everybody showing up and doing their job. A boss is entitled to pay you for the work that you do. You're entitled to do the work. So as we start to look at entitlement, it's always one way. It's always a selfish way. Me, 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 me. But we need to have positive messages out there. We need people to sit there and have a reflection of themselves and be like, you know what? Am I going to be a positive influence to somebody or am I going to be a negative? Am I going to have a positive message or a negative? Because, you know, the saying goes, misery loves company. One person is miserable. They're going to try to get other people because misery loves company. So we need to inspire. We need to go above and beyond. We need to make sure that the message getting out there is you can do it. You lost your job. You can do it. There's another one out there. Maybe it's not the one that you really want to do. Maybe it's not the one that you've been accustomed to doing. Maybe the hours aren't the same. But if you are willing to rise above, raise the standard, go after it, you have greatness in you. You're going to do whatever it takes to get out there and do it. Making that sacrifice, that compromise, then you can do it. But yet we're treating everything one size fits all. And like Aaron Rodgers says, we've talked about that on the show. There isn't a one size fits all solution to a lot of things, to many things. In fact, to almost everything, there's no one size fits all. And yet that's what they've been trying to do to us. What about natural immunity? I mean, if you had the chicken pox, would you get the chicken pox vaccine? Probably not. So according to the science, why would you need a uh, vaccine for something you already had? It doesn't make sense. And no one can sit there and tell us the sense about it, why it makes sense that we should. All they do is say, oh, you need to do it. And again, you got to keep in mind that there are people making billions, if not gazillions of dollars off of this thing. So that's out there too. People want to make money. We know America is full of greed. The love of money, the root of all evil, we know that. America is one of the greediest countries. It might be one of the greatest countries, but it definitely is one of the greediest countries. And there are a lot of people out there willing to do some things to make the almighty buck. And that includes pharmaceuticals. And we know that big pharma will do things to whatever it might be to keep that money rolling in. So we have to be careful. So when we're dealing with something like this, and you have somebody like Aaron Rodgers, who could risk losing millions of dollars 
over something that might cost him his career, might cost him his life. Does it make sense? Because he got COVID and he's going to survive. Because over 99 point whatever percent do survive. Especially if you're under 50 and he's healthy and he's an athlete. A couple of ways that maybe we can start at a grassroots level to make some changes. Maybe one, we can celebrate other cultures. I mean, that's the cool thing about the world we live in. We've got some pretty cool cultures out there that we can celebrate. But then we have to be careful because if we celebrate them too much, it's appropriations or culturally appropriations or whatever that is, where we're like offensive because we're celebrating them. I can't even keep up with it. That's how fast it changes. But we need to celebrate the differences. And it could be small things like potluck dinners. Everybody bring maybe a dish of your heritage or your ethnicity. If you have a diverse neighborhood, maybe that's a good way to start. Try some different foods. Maybe share some cultural stories. Whatever it is, it's that Christmas spirit out there. For some reason, it's like only comes once a year, and it should be the spirit all year round. The spirit of giving. The spirit of being thankful. The spirit of kindness. The spirit of helping others. The spirit of coming together as a family. How often do we get together just at the holidays with family? The rest of the year goes by and we don't even talk. Maybe that should change. Maybe we should bring it back to family first, people first, relationships first. Foster those relationships so that it doesn't become just once or twice a year at the holidays. But again, don't stress. Enjoy it. Have fun. Don't overdo it. Whatever your expectations are, prepare that you might not get there for reasons outside of your control because it's a wacky year again. But have fun. It's the holidays. Do you. Don't live in that box that society tells you this is how you have to celebrate the holidays. No. Do it however you want to do it. Because after all, you're the one that's going to live it and you're the one that's going to have the memories. But make the most of it. But again, it starts with our mind. It starts with our heart. It starts with our spirit. What's on our heart will come out. Our mindset, are we going to focus on the fun and the positive or the stress and the negative? Are we going to learn to say no so that we can manage the stress, manage our mindset? Because it's all about the relationships we have with people. Maybe you're going to meet somebody new. Maybe you send a text to a wrong person. They reply, hey, I'm not him, but I'll take a plate. Six, seven years later, boom, new family. Maybe we need to change our focus. Change our mindset to what blessings do we have? I want you to think about this for a minute. Okay, think about this. Your thoughts create your feelings. So decide you are happy and you will be. But think about that. Your thoughts create your feelings. Isn't that true? We think about things that make us depressed, so we become depressed. We think about things that are exciting. We become excited. We think about things that are interesting. We become interested. We think about things that are boring, so we become bored. Our thoughts create our feelings. So if we think happy, our mindset goes back to that lion's mentality. 
if we think that we're going to be happy, we will be. Yeah, I did not know that I was going to be getting the Silver Star. And actually, uh, when I was informed by the company commander, um, Captain Theologist, who was an excellent company commander, he said that the first platoon uh, on the February 14th, Valentine's Day, when I had come up to help them get out of the ambush, because when I came up to their location, most of them were just trying to find cover and stay underneath. And so I was able to get up there and mainly get the squad leaders, everything directed as, as to what they had to do and how they had to get their men you know, positioned and fighting back. And uh, so the company commander had told me that it was the first platoon that had suggested I'd be nominated for that. Um, I will just mention this. My RTO, who was with me there the whole time, a young soldier, excellent soldier, always right by my side with the phone because he carried the phone. Like that day, he did not move up uh, to the first platoon and back to my position with me at all. At the end of the day, he apologized. He came to me and said there was just no way I could do it, that the bullets were just flying by your feet every time you were running up there and running back. And he was just kind of frozen spot, but that was fine. It, uh, so anyway, that so it was the first platoon. My understanding that uh, asked the company commander if I could be nominated for it. Push back, push back against whatever it is that is forcing you into that negative, into that failure. Who's driving you? What is driving you? Is your fear of failure driving you? Is your fear of commitment? Is it that negative thought process? What if we changed our mindset from a fearful mindset to that of a lion, the king of the jungle, and we go after it, whatever it is our dream is, whatever our goal is, whatever it is that is keeping us from being our best us, being the best you? What if we attack it like a lion? Remember the lion, according to Ray Lewis in his uh, comments last week, not the biggest in the jungle, it's the elephant, not the fastest, that was the cheetah, a pack of hyenas outnumbers a lion, but the lion mentality, the lion mindset is I'm king of the jungle and I'm going to take down this pack. I'm going to take down whatever is coming after me. I'm going to take down the naysayers. I'm going to take down the people that say I can't do it. I'm going to take down myself because I'm keeping me from being the best me possible. I'm keeping me from who I should be. I believe in myself. That was the one thing in radio that I had to become was my own best cheerleader, actually. I knew I could do it. I knew I wanted to do it. And I had to get rid of all the limitations and I had to get rid of everything that would keep me from becoming what I wanted to be and chase my dreams. Now, oftentimes, failure is a part of that. And it's good. We learn from failure. We learn how not to do things from failure. But we can't let failure stop us. We have to keep going. And so we change our mindset from a fearful mindset to the mindset of a champion. And that pushes us. We push back on that negativity. Someone comes up to us and says, we can't do that. Our thoughts, no, I can do it. I want to do it. Tell your story. That's what I took from that amongst the stages of grief. Tell your story. Get better. Overcome so that eventually you can tell your story to help others. Inspire others. Let them learn from you so that they can overcome. Just like forgiveness is a strength, just like seeking counseling or support system is a strength, Telling your story is a strength. Now, you might be in a position where you're not the one going through things, and maybe it's a friend of yours, or maybe it's somebody else. So how can you help others after a loss? 
Well, first off, you can be understanding. Even if you don't understand yourself or maybe you don't agree yourself, be understanding. Understand the situation that they're going through. Listen and then talk. And you know what the talk might be? Dude, this just does suck. The breakup sucks. The loss of job sucks. It sucks. And that might be it. Just agreeing with them. But listen. And then maybe you do have some advice for them. Something to share. But be there. Be understanding. Listen and then be there. Just be there. Sometimes your presence is enough. They may ignore you. They might not say anything to you. You may be sitting on the couch. You may be in the car. But just being there. Because they know they're not alone. They might not be able to express that, but they know they're not alone and you're there for them. And sometimes, even though that's not communicated, they're just happy you're there. So be there. Offer to help. Maybe it's providing food, childcare, maybe some financial support, but also know when to back off because a lot of times we need our space, right? We're going through something tough. Hey, we need our space. So give them space. That's probably the toughest thing to figure out, when to be there and when to give them space. But you know what? Again, just being there and offering it up can sometimes make a world of difference. Be patient. It's an ongoing struggle that may take time or even a lifetime. So be patient with them. Don't put any timetable on what they're going through. Be flexible because we don't know how this is going to play out. So we want to be flexible. Be able to go with the ebb and tide of this whole thing. And then allow yourself grace when dealing with someone else's loss because you may not know how to handle it or maybe you never experienced it so you don't know. That's okay. Just be yourself. And that's how you can help others after a loss if you're not the one dealing with loss. You've got an athlete that's sitting there trying to compete. And let's take track for an example, because that tends to be the, the biggest sport that, that affects, uh, I guess, I guess they call them cisgendered now. Cisgendered meaning that you are a naturally born woman. So you're a cisgendered woman and you're an athlete and you're competing. And so you're out there training. You're out there working out. You're sacrificing. You're dedicating yourself to the workout because you want to achieve. You want to win. You want to be the champion because you have a heart of the champion. You have a champion's mindset. And so you're going out there and you're competing. You're a transgendered athlete. You've got the same motivations. You want to compete. You want to win. You're out there dedicating yourself to winning, to being a champion. The heart of a lion is in you. The heart of a champion is in you. No doubt about that. And so we look at it from that perspective. There's both athletes trying to accomplish the same thing, win. So what do we do? When is enough enough? And what do we do to stop it? I don't think politicians want to because they like to use the divisiveness of these things to continue to grow their power, to continue to grow their authority. Look what happened during COVID. Two weeks to flatten the curve. Here in California, it's going to be over a year. It's going to be like 14, 15 months before we fully reopen from the two weeks to flatten the curve. Michigan, still a lot of things going on there with their politicians other places. And then there's calls to defund police continue. Look at, uh, I think this mayor came out uh, a little bit later in the day and said that police shouldn't be able to use or should have minimum time when they have their gun. They shouldn't have to have a, a gun on a traffic stop because they don't need it. But yeah, he's surrounded by armed security. 
Or what about the National Guard and the fence that's erected about around Capitol, Capitol Hill in Washington, D.C.? Those politicians calling for, in fact, one of them, and I forget off the top of my head, and I'm not just going to throw out a name, but it's one of the squad members, said that we need to just do away with policing, jails, and militarization because it's all bad. But yet she's sitting behind a fence in D.C. with the National Guard guarding her, but we got to do away with it. But she's protected by it. These people don't care. They don't want change. But we're going back to the greatness, the raising the standard, bringing out the greatness that's in us, you know, taking our passion, making it happen, letting ourselves be great. And oftentimes we kind of forget about that. We forget about letting ourselves be great, letting the good come out of us because we oftentimes want to get wrapped up in what everybody else is doing. You know, that mob mentality where everybody else is acting a certain way or everybody else is doing something. And so I'm just going to be a part of that because I want to be a part of the in crowd. But doing something different, standing out, being unique, standing above, going the extra mile, things like that. And so when we look back at some of these movies, these are the movies that maybe raised the bar, had a higher standard. Maybe the expectation from the audience was more. Think about that. The consumer might have been in consideration when we were watching movies. And so they create a movie. And they put it out there thinking that the consumer, we need people to come to the box office. How many times have you heard the uh, saying, hindsight's twenty twenty? So we do something, we act something, we go through things, and we get through it, and then we realize, oh, man, that was a bad situation. Oh, I shouldn't have done that. Oh, if i only known, I could have done something differently. We've all done that. We've all seen it. We all have perfect twenty twenty vision. But yet, while we're going through that, we don't really truly understand, and we don't really grasp i guess fully what it is that we're doing because we're consumed by it and it takes us back to wait a minute i need to step back i need to move away maybe not physically but you know move out of that situation and start to realize that okay i need to get healthy again because we start to enter an unhealthy place how many of us gained weight through the pandemic how many of us binged watch a lot of things and maybe created bad habits how many of us have done these things and we start to think and look down on ourselves because we didn't maintain that passion. So it goes the other way. And we have to be careful of that too. We have to be careful that we're not so self-critical that we don't understand what's going on. You know, when you have a, a breakup, you're going to have the emotions. We have to ride them out. If you lose a job, you're going to have the emotions. If your favorite team loses out on the championship, or maybe the Kentucky Derby just ran and you placed some money down on a horse and it didn't come through. You have the ebb and the emotion. Or maybe you did and you won. Yay. And so you have to go through that. But then the obsession of, okay, I won and I have a passion for horse racing, so I'm going to bet more, bet more, bet more. And next thing you know, it becomes an obsession. It becomes a problem. And so we have to be aware of that. We have to be aware of these things that step up in life that, will kind of nip at us, and then we realize, wait a minute, I'm missing out on something. I need to respond differently. I need to act a different way. And instead of sitting there and and having dialogue, and instead of just talking about it and trying to come together as a community, we fight, we bicker. We block each other on social media. We break up. We don't talk to each other because your ideology is different. And if you're a non-masker, then you're evil. You're a threat after rewire my brain, says Rachel Maddow. Really? Why? 
because I feel confident enough that I'm not afraid of a disease that's not going to do anything to me. Science, deify science. Paul Harvey, deify science. We got to believe science, 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 science. That's all we hear, right? Believe science. Science says that me, me, 99.9%, if I get it, I'm going to survive. Science says 99.4%, I played a clip a couple weeks ago, I wish I should have grabbed it, said that 99.4% of the people survive. Only 0.06% of the people are probably going to have severe or fatal experiences to it. That's a lot. We don't want anybody. But I'm just saying, at what point do you affect the 99.94% for the 0.04% or the 0.6%? Where do you draw the line? Who are you trusting? Who are you putting your trust in to make sure that they have your best interest and not theirs? How come you have to shut down, but they get to go out and eat? How come you have to stay home, but how many people traveled? Politicians traveled when they told you to stay home. Stay home for Thanksgiving. Don't meet with your families. But yet they met with their families. Dr. Fauci, stay home and wear your mask. And he's at a Nationals game, yucking it up with people, not wearing a mask. If anybody knows Tim Tebow and has followed him and knows about his personal life and knows about his convictions and his beliefs and stuff, Tim Tebow wouldn't be the one that would need to look at it as a responsibility. If anybody's going to speak out and you and be a voice for others that don't have that voice, Tim Tebow would be your guy. He'd be the one that would speak out. He would be the one that would, when given the opportunity, be able to shed light on the subject. And he might not talk about Colin Kaepernick, but there's other issues he might shed light on, other injustices. So wouldn't you want someone like Tim Tebow in the NFL? Wouldn't you want someone like Tim Tebow having a platform in which he could speak out against the injustices, things that aren't going right in this world, not going right in the NFL? He might not do it in a political fashion, He might not do it the way you think he should. He's going to do it his way. If you don't know anything about Tim Tebow, I encourage you to look him up. Do some research. Find out more about him. He's got a couple books out there. Read his books. You can probably find them pretty cheap. But find out more about the guy before you start judging the guy. Because the difference between Colin Kaepernick and Tim Tebow is Colin Kaepernick has brought the attention on himself. Everybody knows what he's about. People don't know Tim Tebow, and they just judge him based on the color of his skin. They just judge him based on where he came from. They just judge him based on what he looks like and what they hear about him. If you're judging somebody based on the color of their skin, isn't that the very definition of racism? Maybe you should check out who he is. And instead of looking at people based on the color of their skin, maybe we should look at people based on their heart, who they are, what they're doing, what their actions are like. Just a thought. But you do the research. You find out. You get the information. And don't just rely on what other people tell you, but do the research yourself, and then you can decide. They were brave, as Reagan says. They were boys, Losing two lives, the lives they were living and the lives that they could have gone on to live. They've lost the opportunity to be revered as old, reverent men. Ever talk to an old veteran? Something a little different about them. 
They talk about their experiences in the military, especially those prior to Vietnam, with honor, with dignity, with pride. They're proud of what they've done. Then Vietnam comes along, and lo and behold, politics gets involved. Starts to divide. Starts to tear things up. We start looking at soldiers as something less than what they are. We start looking at soldiers who sacrificed, who left to go fight so that we wouldn't have to. We look at them as if they did something wrong. Think about most recently the wars in the Middle East, the sacrifices that were made because of that. And yet we quickly kind of scoot it under the carpet, sweep it under the rug. We give them a day. And we call it a long weekend. We break out the barbecues, the booze, the bratwursts. We hit the beach, watch some baseball. And that's fine. But like Ronald Reagan said, all we have to do, the only thing we can do is remember. Did we? Stay calm. We like to get excited. We live in a world that's excited. Always excited about something. Always outraged. You notice how everybody's always outraged now? You watch TV, everybody's outraged. Turn off the news and your outrage will drop significantly. I've noticed that myself. I haven't watched news since election night. Watch to see who'd win the presidency. I haven't watched since. My outrage is gone. Way down. Next thing I need to do is stay off the freeways here in L.A., go down even more but we're always outraged people are outraged about everything everyone has opinion on everything stay calm relax that zen idea of just being relaxed and calm it's on you only you control your happiness you control what you're going to allow to affect you for good and for bad It comes down to you. And then and smile. Smile and enjoy the ride. Life is a journey, not a destination. We're eventually going to get to the end of life, and when we look back on it, are we going to enjoy the ride, or are we going to be like, man, I should have done things better. I should have enjoyed life better. That's the one thing I learned in my radio career was I got to Estherville, Iowa, coming from Los Angeles, and my journey was, or my goal was to get to the top, whatever that was, as quickly as possible. Get to the big market quickly as possible. I don't think I fully enjoyed the ride that I could have on the journey from going to or going from small market radio in a cow town in northwest Iowa through western Nebraska back to L.A. I could have enjoyed that ride a little better. Take a moment to enjoy and relish the little things. Because it was different. And then you get here and it's corporate radio and it's a completely different story. And some of the things that I was able to do can't do now because I'm in corporate, big market, L.A. radio. But enjoy the ride. Smile. Laugh. Shed a tear. Think. Go through all that. Don't just sit, buckle up, and go. Take control of it. It's like the roller coaster of life, the ups, the downs. Enjoy it. Because those are the things that make us who we are. Those are the things that are going to give us character. 
Those are the things that are going to give us the personality. And then most importantly, I think the thing that we need to remember, the thing that we oftentimes forget is we are of value. We are of value. We have self-worth. And at the end, he said, life is 10% of what you make it. So you control the 10%. 90% of how you take it, the stuff that comes in and how you deal with it. And that stuff that comes in, that garbage that people give you, how do you handle that? Do you give the garbage back or do you repay with kindness? Sometimes we do both. I'm guilty of that. There's times I return garbage for garbage. Sometimes I do it unknowingly and sometimes I'll do it on purpose. And sometimes I'll bring a couple of dump trucks or garbage trucks and return the favor tenfold. Human nature. But then I go back and think, how could I have handled that differently? There were times, literally, I remember two occasions where I really wanted to, as social media too, there was somebody that I posted something on social media. And social media is the biggest place we can dump on people because it's easy because we don't have to see them and we don't have to deal with them in person. We could just write some words and zing them. So I posted something, I forget what it was, and that's how meaningless it really is because we forget what it is, right? And someone wrote something that was really mean unkind and i was revved up i got my fingers they're like ready to go we've done the exercises we've got the the qwerty and all that stuff going we're revved up to hammer this guy and then i thought you know what i'm not going to do that this one time i'm not going to do that i've done it before i've got my fingers revved up and i've lit people up on social media unkind garbage but i've done it but this time i decided not to like you know what i'm not going to because I knew that they would unfriend me and that would be the end of it, which I didn't care at the time. But then I think back, and so that was last summer, so we're almost a year, you know, nine months later, and I think of all the social media exchanges, positive ones, that this person and I have had since then. Now, there's been a few disagreements because of our political ideology and stuff, so there's been a few disagreements, but I've refrained. And I think of all that, birthday wishes. Sent me a birthday wish, I sent a birthday wish. Job accomplishments. Just other, hey, nice picture that you posted or nice post that you had. I kind of like how you did that. And it made a huge difference to me because that one moment I could have zinged him, I was revved up, ready to go. I was going to light this guy up on social media and that'd be the end of it. I had my facts. I had everything. It wasn't an emotional one, too. I mean, I was ready to zing this guy with the facts and then throw the garbage on top, kind of like the frosting on a cake, right? I've got my cake. I've got my my meat. I've got my facts. I've got everything I need to drill this guy, and then I'm going to dump some garbage on top so I can really zing him. I decided not to, and it was a good thing I didn't. So we can do more things, and I think the expectation is that we can. You know, you have that saying, what? 40 is the new 30, 50 is the new 40, orange is the new black. And some of us, you know, kind of just dismiss that. But there's some truth to that. It's, it's, it's age is just a number. It's our mindset. It's our mindset that dictates to us whatever it is that we want to do. If we want to have the mind of a 30-year-old, let's say, we might not be able to perform like our 20-year-old selves. But we can go after it with the mindset, I'm going to take it and I'm going to run with it. I'm going to approach my work ethic. I'm going to approach my job. I'm going to approach my relationships with that same vigor that I once had.
I'm going to go after it. I don't have to be in a lounge chair watching daytime television at a certain age. I can still be out there doing things. I can be out there having an impact on other people. And I think that's the thing that we can learn from Phil Mickelson at 50 winning a PGA championship. If you want to start something, maybe martial arts, just pulling something out of a hat. Maybe you wanted to be a black belt in martial arts, but you thought, you know, never got around to it. Now I'm a little too old. You can do it. Teaching, you come across a lot of people, especially in the radio broadcasting industry. You come a lot of, across a lot of people that are second career. They've always been interested in radio and radio broadcasting and maybe doing a show and being an on-air talent, but, you know, life took them down another path. And now they come back and they come to class and that's what they want to do, and they go after it. And initially you think, or at least they think, because I've been told this, that um, maybe I'm too old for this. No. You're not too old to do anything that you put your mind to. Now, you might have some physical limitations, like you might not be able to bench press what you did when you were in your younger days, but you can still bench press. You can still work out. Your mile might be... a little bit slower, but you can still go run the mile if you want to. And maybe as Phil Mickelson said, you put in a little more work, you can still achieve some results. Maybe changing some of the things that you do and how you approach it, you can get those results. It comes down to how you think. I have to take a test. I'm not going to pass. Well, you're probably not. I have a meeting. Probably going to fail the meeting. Well, you probably are. Society gives you a box, and they want you to live in this box. There is a great big world outside that box. Don't be boxed in. Don't live in a box. Live outside the box. Think outside the box. Because there's a whole big world out there that you can do. Maybe you can't do it in this particular thing that you're in. Like I said, I can't lift weights over my head to win a gold medal. So I have expectations and realistic expectations on what I can and can't do. Can I get a degree? Well, I don't think you can. Why? Why are you letting somebody say you can't go back to school and get a degree? Sure you can. We have to believe that we want to make a positive impact on somebody. And really, before that, it starts with the heart. What kind of heart do we have? Do we have a heart of compassion? Do we have a heart that wants to help? Do we have a heart of kindness? Is there warmth in our heart? Are we cold-hearted, mean, ugly? We've been hurt, so therefore, I'm going to hurt others. So it starts there. But then the mind, we have to consciously decide what we're going to do. So our heart could be cold, but you know what? I'm going to fight that. I'm not going to let that come out because greatness is within me. And so I'm going to try to do all these other good things. But the mind is where it starts. We make the conscious decision to act or don't act. Tub thumping. If you're not familiar with the the group or a group that sings a song, I get knocked down, I get up again, never going to keep me down. I used to play that song a lot because that's a good thing to think about, right? If life is knocking us down, we got to get back up. If you go to the beach and you're in the ocean and the waves are hitting you and hitting you and hitting you, they're going to keep coming. 
Now, what you do is you either say, okay, this is fun, and I like this, and I'm going to keep playing in the waves, or you're going to keep getting knocked over and be like, dude, I am out of here, and you're going to leave. But the waves are going to keep coming, and it's what you do with those waves. Some people jump on a surfboard, and they ride those waves. Maybe you're on a boogie board, and you're riding those waves. Maybe you're body surfing, or maybe you're jumping through them. Maybe you're going under them. However you enjoy the waves, you're out there splashing around in the water, having fun. That's what we got to do with life. We got to figure out how we're going to ride these waves, the ups and downs. Maybe some waves are little ripples, and we're just like, okay, no big deal. Then the tsunami comes. How are we going to overcome that? The tsunami wave of life is coming our way. But we got to find out a way how we can ride it, how we can go under it. What can we do to possibly avoid it? If it's a riptide, we got to avoid that, swim out of that. And so life is always changing. Life always has ups and downs, but the downs is where the growth is. If we want toxic people out of our lives, it's going to take some effort to push them out. It's going to take effort to bring new people in. It's going to take effort to find new people, people that fit what we're looking for. It's going to take work. It's going to take effort. Anything worth it in life is going to take work and take effort, blood, sweat, tears. Nothing comes easy. Life doesn't come easy, although we like to think so, but it doesn't come easy for us. we got to work at it, but the more work we put into it, the better off we're going to be. The result, the cost of those relationships will have a benefit, a plus, not a negative at the end of it. How many times have you met somebody new and you kind of hit it off and things are going well and then all of a sudden you start to realize that, okay, this person really isn't anybody I want in my life, so I'm just going to kind of drift away. But then there's times you really get invested in somebody and you've got a strong relationship and then all of a sudden it's like, wait a minute, how do I get out of this? This isn't very good. And it's going to take work to get out of it, right? There's no easy thing. we got to confront the bad, just like we have to go after the good. We have to confront the bad and, and work at it. That's what we have to decide to do. Because otherwise, we're going to continue. If we listen to politicians and we listen to other people, maybe celebrities, people that really don't care. I mean, seriously, if you want to think about it, look at all the hypocrisy that has gone on. Just look at it. Whether it be you know, any number of politicians caught not wearing a mask. Elizabeth Warren, apparently in New Mexico, I read today, uh, a wedding, and apparently New Mexico has a strict mask mandate, and Elizabeth Warren's at a wedding. She's the uh, senator from Massachusetts who claimed to be Native American and wasn't, and she was maskless the whole time, along with the whole wedding party and the wedding crowd. Okay, whatever. But again, hypocrisy, right? So what are we going to believe? Are we going to continue to believe those evil intended Jane Elliott's out there, or do we want to... Look at the good Jane Elliott's out there that want to teach us a lesson, let us grow from it, and so we can understand that, you know what? Time is precious. Time is short. Time is fleeting. What are we going to do with it? Are we going to do good with the time that we have? From the moment we wake up, that second, 84,600 seconds, the second you wake up, now is that 83 whatever, 83,599. And then the next one, the next one, by the time you're out the door, how many seconds have gone by? What have you done? What are you going to do? If you're a teacher, are you going to have a positive impact? Or are you going to be like that one teacher that in the news apparently made all their students pledge allegiance to the pride flag? Maybe that's not the time and place. You can have your beliefs. You can have your thoughts. You can have what you're passionate about. That's okay. That's what America is about. You have that right to have what you want to believe. 
as long as it's not illegal. That's consensual in some cases. But you have that right, right to freedom, free speech, stuff like that. But what's the best use of that? Are we going to sit there and continue to have this great divide, pick on people? Because what's the next thing? Again, it was race. It's politics. It's gay marriage. It's gender-neutral bathrooms. It's money. The elite versus the undelete. We always hear about that. we got to spread the wealth. The rich have to pay their fair share. All this stuff. My body, my choice. Immigration. Now we have Afghanistan. People want to bring 200,000 Afghanistan people here. How do we do that? Now there's a divide over how we do that. Oh, some say they're terrorists. Some say they're needed. What about the divide when, when it was women? Me too. The Me Too movement. We believe all women. And all these people rose up for women's rights. And now everyone's, everyone's talking about, well, where are these people now with the Afghan women? And, every, and all the abuses they're going to face. These people are silent. See, a divide. Everything's a divide. And I get it. We have to one-up each other. That's the society that we live in. But what if we set that aside and be like, okay, what can we do to help these people? Because if you look at them individually, as a person, I think we look at them differently. We take the lens of politics off. Maybe we take the lens of religion off because maybe they believe something a little different. Now, I say th- now I'm not saying we give up safety and security. We got to do it right. We got to do it proper. Just like an alcoholic that comes to AA, we don't give them just a bunch of money and walk them by the bar every night. We got to do it right and we got to do it proper for them to recover, right? A drug addict, same thing. We don't want to put them in an environment to fail or an environment that they hurt us or hurt other people. We like to help homeless people, but how many times do we hear stories of homeless people attacking those that they've that have tried to help them? So we got to do it right. We got to do it safe. But are we going to spend our days fighting? Are we going to spend our days arguing? Are we going to spend our days doing that which is good, helping others, being a positive impact on this world, being someone that people remember that did something good? Because time is fleeting, and we never know when our time is done. We've learned that this past year. And so as we sit there, are we going to let blue-eyed and brown-eyed people fight it out in the lunch yard and punch each other in the gut? We're going to come together and realize, dude, we've got a problem. We've got a problem in this country. We've got a problem in our community. We've got a problem in our school. We've got a problem in our family. Whatever the case may be, how can we solve it? How can we come together and use our time wisely and put together a plan? We're not always going to agree on everything. We all know that. History is known for disagreement. But how can we compromise? Compromise might be a good word that we need to promote more. Maybe we need to compromise. Maybe we need to not point the finger at somebody, whether they're vaccinated or not, whether they're wearing a mask or not, whether they're driving a car of a certain kind or not, whether they're doing a job or not, whatever it is. Maybe we need to start looking at people through the lens of compassion, the lens of kindness, having compromise, be quick to listen, slow to speak. Now, that doesn't happen. We need to change ourselves. We need to fix ourselves first. I need to fix myself first before I can approach. I need to get prepared to go approach people that have a different view, a different viewpoint, a different thought, opinion, etc. But then so do you, so that when you and I come together to talk about the issues, we can come up with a solution or compromise solution instead of just fighting and punching each other in the gut because you're brown-eyed and I'm blue-eyed. And I am blue-eyed, so obviously I'm more superior than you, the brown-eyed. But no, see, we got to sit there and come together and be able to solve and resolve. And until we do, things are going to continue to get worse because 
once you look back through time and you look at all the differences we've had, global warming is going to continue to be one. Immigration is going to continue. It's been continuing for years. Gun control, you know, you can argue over whether guns are people. My opinion, people kill people. You put a gun on a table, unless someone picks it up and fires it, nothing's going to happen. See, but we have to have conversation. We have to talk about it. We have to be able to come together in a rational and reasonable way to have dialogue about it. And then we need to be informed, not informed by the media and the people, the Jane Elliott's that are pushing our buttons and making us be divided. But we need to go find uh, factual places where we can get information, good information, and then maybe find two, three, four of them so we can put together what's the common ground for truth. Maybe we need to start demanding truth from people. Fake news? Fake news is just code word for lies. Oh, they do fake news. No, fake news is a lie, people. And once we start to think that fake news is lying, that might change our perception too. We might start to come to an understanding that when someone says, oh, they're fake news. No, that's a lie. Would you allow, if you had a significant other, to lie to you? Would you allow your kids to lie to you? No, you wouldn't. You wouldn't tolerate that. If you allowed your kids to lie to you and you're a parent, probably a bad parent. I'm not calling you out, but probably a bad parent. They're going to take advantage of you. If you're a teacher and students lie to you, would you allow that? Disrespect you? No. So why do we allow the media to do that to us? And then why do we turn around and do it to other people? Following the golden rule, do unto others as we would have them do unto us. Maybe it's about time we start thinking about that. Because if you come to me and you treat me a certain way, I have a little bit more patience, especially if it's a, a negative interaction. I have a little bit more patience. I might be a little bit of a smart ass in my response, but I'm not going to get hostile. But if you continue to come at me, yeah, you might, you might get me going, and it might be game on. I might be punching you in the gut in the playground. But if we approach each other with respect, if we approach each other with love, if we approach each other and realize that we're humans and our time here is short and we need to get the most out of it and start to realize and focus on how can I help others. If I'm a vaccinated person, how can I help you understand my point of view without condemning you in a militant fashion? If I'm unvaccinated, how can I help you understand my point of view? You can still be separate. You can still think two different ways, but we can understand each other because once you start to understand each other, we can start to work for the common good, which in this case would be to get rid of this virus, right? We don't want it. We want to get back to life, back to life, back to reality. But as long as we fight, we're never going to come up with a solution. We've got to come together. Time is fleeting. Are we going to spend our time punching each other in the gut, in the playground, or coming together to unify and make things greater? Bring out the inner greatness. Raise the standard. Take our passion. Make it happen. And let ourselves be great. Well, that's going to do it for this edition of Two Steps Ahead Podcast. Hope you enjoyed the trip down memory lane, looking back at past moments from the year 2021. We're excited to look towards the year 2022 and to see what happens in the show as the year goes forth. And we thank you for being with us. We encourage you to uh, reach out. You can find us on Instagram. The show Instagram is TWO, Two Steps Ahead Podcast. My personal Instagram page is Edom Rocks, E-I-D-E-M-R-O-C-K-S. There's a link in the bios that will take you to some pretty cool places, so check those out. And again, RadioWarp.com is the place to go for all things Two Steps Ahead podcast. Again, thanks for listening. Do tell a friend. We really appreciate you being a part of the show, and we look forward to an exciting 2022 here on Two Steps Ahead podcast.